What up, everybody? We're back with another episode of Adulting Unscripted, and here is your breakdown. Do I even need to mention it? You know we're going to start with our highs and our lows. I, like you, am broke, and I had to ask. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I had to ask my dad for money, and I hate Girl. hate with a passion i hate asking for money i don't think you understand and next we're putting the unscripted in adulting unscripted because me and lady q are keeping it all the way candid that's all i mean today and it was saying like the one star on the texas flag mm-hmm. was actually a review <laughs> <laughs> and i thought i took it as like america as a whole <laughs> Because I was like, America, like, I would give it one star, honestly. Maybe two. Would not recommend. <laughs> would not recommend. Very ghetto. So stay tuned and hear all the fun. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Adulting Unscripted, where we are always unscripted. A bit unconventional. But mostly unbothered. As always, I'm your boy Sam. And I'm your girl, Lady Q. So let's jump into it. So as you guys know, we're starting with our highs and lows. Mm -hmm. Per usual, it's my turn to start? Yeah, it's your turn. Okay, cool. So I'm going to start with my high, which is the fact you guys remember from last episode, I told you I was starting a new job. Yes, yes. How's right. it going? Okay, so it's actually going really good. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm like really excited about it. And okay, I'm not going to lie. The first two days were like mad boring <laughs> because like, okay, so if you didn't hear last episode yet or if you're just tuning in with us, I got a new job, um, kind of like a nine to five. The hours are a little bit different, but it's a 40 hour a week job. Mm-hmm. And so I am working at a vet clinic, which... If you know me, I love animals. They're my favorite life form in the planet, on the planet, whatever. And um, so I'm just really excited to be working around animals and working around people who love animals, who are passionate about animals. So I love that aspect of it, but the first two days were so fucking boring, dude. Was it just like paperwork or just sitting around? What was boring about it? Well, I'm a receptionist, so sitting around kind of comes with a job. Mm -hmm. And as long as I can remember, I have... As long as I have ever wanted a job, the ideal job to me is a job where I can sit down. Mm-hmm. Like, sit down, answer a few emails, take a few phone calls, yada, yada, yada. And I always equated that to, like, be, like, a leasing consultant, like, at an apartment complex. Yes, yes. But this is much. better because I get to be around animals and I deal mostly with animals instead of people. I mean, you still have to deal with people fairly much because they're the ones who, like, pay for the visits and do all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. Right. But it was just boring because... It's actually really complicated, like scheduling appointments, taking phone calls, responding back to emails, contacting the doctors on behalf of patients, on behalf of clients, prescribing or like not even prescribing the medicine, but printing out the label medicine, going to get the medicine, packaging it up. Like it's like a lot more than you think it is Mm -hmm. at a vet clinic, but it's still worth it because I still get to see the animals and weigh them and pet them and like check on them in my free time. Like, so it's really fun, but um, it's just a lot more than I knew it was gonna be. But the reason why it was boring, let me get back on track, is because like the first two days, I was literally <laughs> just like, they taught us how to confirm an appointment. Mm-hmm. Like, so they, they get a text when it's time for them to have an appointment and then they confirm it, right? So when they get the confirm confirmation, it comes to our email and then we have to like confirm it in the system. And so we confirm it in the system and then when they come in, we check them in. Right. And so when we check them in, like once they show up, we like make sure their room is right, their exam room is ready, and then we go get the patient, which is the animal, and weigh them or whatever. But that's all you're doing for the first two days. And like they start you off, there's two entrances. So they start you off on the slow entrance. So the slow entrance, it's the slow entrance. So it's like not super, super busy. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, like you're just sitting there. It might be like 30 whole minutes might go by before you see another person or pet. And so it's kind of like, you're just sitting there. I'm like, I feel like I should be doing something, but like, what? You know? Mm -hmm. So it was kind of boring. But now, so I finished my whole first week of training and you're doing that for 10 hours. You know, like it's a 10 hour work day. It's really like 11 hours, but one hour of that you're at lunch, you know, you got to have a lunch hour. You do. 
But it's like doing that for 10 hours. I'm like, and then not to mention, I have to wake up at like, I wake up at like six because I have to be there at 715. And, you know, traffic is crazy. And also I'm not really, I'm a morning person kind of, but I don't move quickly in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I have to give myself enough time to like ease into it, you know, because I don't really want to like rush to like get ready. So even though I have to wake up early, Mm -hmm. if I can just like wake up and like kind of take my time. And still, like, give myself plenty of time to get there on time. Like, wait, like give myself enough time to get dressed, but still, when I leave, I have enough time to, like, get there. Yeah, because, you know? I mean, no one wants to be rushed in the morning. You want to have enough time to kind of wake up fully and process the day mm-hmm. and kind of think about a few things before you're forced to hop in the car and get in traffic and head to work and then deal with all the things that come along with being at work. So, you definitely need that little bit of time in the morning just to kind of mentally prepare for the day. Right. I feel that. Right, right, right. But yeah, so I mean, I really love it. I love working there. But as I'm, as I was saying, like the first two days were really boring. But and it's ten hours. You know, it's like God damn. So it's like so much. But well, really, eleven hours when you think about it. But um, as it moves on, or as the week progressed they started teaching us other things. Mm. So I like started learning more things like how to fill the patient's medicine and how to like just do other things. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We're recording at my house today and my roommate's dog just felt the need to have a runway moment. So <laughs> if you hear a little click clack in the background, that's her. But um, anyways, um, yeah, so it's just kind of that. So um, I'm learning more things. So now I'm really enjoying it. That's amazing. So that's kind of my high. I'm like enjoying it. I feel like I'm actually learning. And also it's just nice. Um, the person who is in my training class with me, I guess you could say, we both started at the same time. They are very like, we had a conversation and they were telling me like, you know, I just, it's a difference working here than it is like coming from like a grocery store or like, mm. um, like a restaurant because people actually care here. Ooh. You know, like. No one really gives a shit at a grocery store. They like, do not. It's like no one gives a shit at a restaurant either. Like it's not like you're, it's not your like no one's like really passionate about this. They're just trying to pay their fucking bills. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, but here it's like we all are here because we all care about animals. We all love this. Like, and so it's like we actually give a shit about making this like a a good working environment. You know, and like we give a shit about what we're doing and we want to be here to some degree. You know, even if we don't want to be, like we still want to be. You mm-hmm. know, and that makes the world of difference that's so that's so my exciting. high yeah yay well congratulations on that. that that i mean that's the dream to be able to, to be able to be in a job that you like and don't mind going to day after day because you got to be there so you might as well like it yeah true <laughs> true true for fucking 10 hours so. <laughs> so what about your low what was your low for this week um my low is so y'all know i've been fiending to get out of the serving industry and i've just been wanting to like just start like a nine to five, get some type of benefit issue. Like I was so benefit situation is what I'm going to say going and stuff like that. So I'm really excited that I've been able to get that done. Mm -hmm. Um, But the low is I am used to fast money. I am used to working, (laughs) you know, I mean, you kind of earn the same boat, you know, like you're used to that too. Mm -hmm. Like I'm working. So I'm used to working and seeing my money that day, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not used to working and like not seeing my money. So that is the that's like a struggle for me right now because I'm like, I don't have no money. <laughs> like, I mean, I do, but I don't, you know, and that is weird and I don't like it. <laughs> going to have to learn to budget now. I know, girl, I don't got no choice, but I know it's going to be worth it in the long run. I just got to make sure I have enough wind to make it <laughs> like to make this long run. <laughs> So, you know, but that's my low. But I mean, I'm going to learn. I'm going to figure it out, you know. So there's that. All right. Well, I I can definitely appreciate that. I mean, I feel like I'm in a pretty similar situation to you as far as my highs and lows go. Um, If you guys listen to last week's episode, you know that I had that job interview coming up. And so Mm -hmm. I had that interview. I ended up having a total of like three interviews and I did get the job offer. So that's exciting. I'm excited about that. Um, So that's my high for sure, getting that job offer. And so for this job, I would be an administrative assistant, but it's kind of like- The remote one. Yeah, but it's kind of virtual. So like I'd be um, an administrative assistant for several different people. Um, So it's exciting. I'm nervous because it's really pretty much my first corporate job, I would say, Mm -hmm. um, since- graduating college 
Um, so it's a different world. It's it's new. It's exciting. Like you said, I'm definitely excited to have a steady paycheck and to get benefits. Girls never have benefits, y'all. I'm excited about it. They were like, benefits for you and your whole family. And I'm like, stop. No, I love it. But yes. um, yeah, so I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited to get to work and see what it is and, and to, you know, start the job. So it doesn't start until the 27th. So I've got a little bit of time before I, you know venture into that world but it's exciting and i'm happy about it because i too wanted to get away from the kind of gig economy mm-hmm. i need a steady paycheck to level up yes don't <laughs> we know that it. time don't we know it dude <laughs> don't we fucking know it and so. honestly if covid would have never happened like who knows i probably would still be like serving until i just had my wits end because covid really like forced me out of it for me I mean, I guess you're right, because before COVID, Instacart was very lucrative. It's still lucrative. You can still make money with it, but it does kind of feel like it's an oversaturated market now. Mm-hmm. There's everybody doing it. Um, there's not as many orders, way more, way more shoppers. So I don't know. And just the inconsistency of it, because before it felt like there were a plethora of orders. I could just I could turn it on anytime I want, and there's orders that mm-hmm. I would want to do. But now it's kind of like a scavenger hunt. So I think you're right. I think COVID pretty much push me quicker into this kind of situation because I don't think I would want to stay in it for too much longer because like I said I want to steady paycheck I want to know where, how much money I'm getting so right. I can plan what to do with that money exactly so. exactly <laughs> yeah I'm excited about it so that's my high and then talk to us about your low my low okay so I like you and broke and I had to ask <laughs> <laughs> I know I had to ask my dad for money and I hate Hate with a passion. I hate asking for money. I don't think you understand. Like no, I do. <laughs> uh, like everything in my soul didn't want to do it, and I had a certain number in mind that I was going to ask for too. I was like, I'm going to ask for this certain amount of money, and then when it came time to ask, I chickened out and asked for less because I was just like, I don't know. I don't like asking if for you're money. Do it, girl. I know, I know, but I chickened out. I still asked for money though, and he gave it to me. So thanks, Daddy. But um, yeah. I know it's, it's hard swallowing your like pride. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah, that was definitely my love. I was like, oh ask my parents for money like uh, but it's better that than (laughs) you know not having your rent paid yeah that's true what sucks to me i don't know if i said this before when i was talking about how i hated asking for money is i mean we all know the state of our economy we know how the pandemic has affected people especially people like us who work in like industries that we work in where Mm -hmm. we make fast cash and things like that um it's just not what it used to be and to me the hardest part for me asking for money was because it made me feel like it was my fault. Mm-hmm. Even though I know the state of economy, I know that it's a global pandemic. I know that it, the world is not what it used to be. It's, and I know that I was being responsible with the money that I did get. It still felt like I was like somehow not doing what I was supposed to be doing. Like it still gave me this feeling of like guilt. Like I was being irresponsible. Did you feel that at all? Yeah. Like it's somehow I your fault. Did. I mean, because I'm always like, I'm an adult. I should be able to make enough money to cover everything I need to cover every month without incident. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just sucks having to be having to admit that you weren't able to do that, that you mm-hmm. fell short and that you need help, which it shouldn't be that way. But it is for me. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, I blame myself. I'm sorry. So, right. um, yeah, it definitely sucked. I didn't enjoy it. And I hope I don't have to do that again ever. Right. Well, we're going to manifest and claim it that you you won't. Thank you. With this new job, I shouldn't have to. Like, Period. This is definitely a step up in the right direction, this new job is. Love so that. I'm I'm ready to boss up and level up. Period. So prepare yourselves. <laughs> Period. I love that. Love that, love that, love that. Okay, you guys. So you heard our highs and lows. So today we are going to do something completely different, something we've never done before here on Adulting Unscripted. We are just going to have a candid conversation. So pull up a chair and get ready for conversations with Lady Q and Sam. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to be like in yours truly, but I thought that sounded kind of vain. I don't know why. But yeah, so today is, I mean, you'll be hearing this on Wednesday, but today is actually Friday. No, God damn it. See, I keep doing this. I I was just telling Lady Q before this that I keep mixing up my days because I have this new work schedule and I'm used to my weekend starting on Thursday, but now my weekend starts on Friday. Mm -hmm. So today is my first off day, which previously would have been Friday, but now it's Saturday. 
So I'm still wrapping my mind around that. But today is Saturday. <laughs> it is. So um, you'll be hearing this on Wednesday. But yeah, what's been new? What's been up? You have any news? Any any hot gossip? What's the um, 411? <laughs> I mean, I don't really have any hot gossip or anything like that. Um, I know one of the things that I want to talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about in another episode was, or at least I don't think we got to talk about it, um, the Texas abortion law. Oh, yeah. That's if you one. guys haven't heard, um, Texas recently passed an abortion law that would make it illegal to obtain an abortion after six weeks. Which is bullshit. Which is crazy. A lot of women don't even know that they're pregnant at six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't make any exceptions for rape or cases of incest. No, no one is safe from this abortion law. And on top of that, um, they have made it in a way that or from what I understand it, it's like that the government isn't going to be the one enforcing it. It's going to be local people. Like they've empowered the people to kind of be like bounty hunters where they can turn in people who've had abortions. And if, if like they win their case, they could win up to like 10,000 per case. It's just crazy to me. I mean, when I first heard about it, I was like, wow, that I've never even heard of such a restrictive abortion law at all. But it's scary to think that a lot of different states are probably going to follow suit. That just angers me. I saw a meme today. It's funny you saw that or say that, but I saw a meme today and it was saying like the one star on the Texas flag Mm -hmm. was actually a review. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought I took it as like America as a whole (laughs) because I was like America, like I would give it one star, honestly, maybe two. Would not recommend. (laughs) Would not recommend. Very ghetto. Would not recommend. (laughs) You know, but now that makes more sense. Like, they were talking actually about the state of Texas in regards to this law. They were speaking facts. I mean, it's insane to me. I I just don't understand why government feels the need to legislate and regulate women's bodies. Why is the fact that a woman wants to get an abortion such a thing that they felt the need to make a law to restrict it? Because, you know, if the men were the ones getting pregnant, this would not be a thing. At all. At all. It'd be his body, his choice. Period. So, I don't know. I'm disappointed. I'm happy I don't live in Texas. I can say that, at least about this abortion law. Not that I'd even ever had an abortion. It's just like... Yeah. You know? It's ridiculous. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to be regulated in that way. Mm-hmm. So. It's ridiculous. And they act like, I don't know, they treat abortion like it's like a walk in the park. Like, it's not a complicated and touchy and emotional subject for women or people, like, who are able to get pregnant like, and for you to put these stipulations and these rules and these, like, I don't know, it's just something about it is just so foul and disgusting. And I just feel like there are bigger fish to fry. Seriously. And if you don't believe in abortion, then don't get one. Period. Like, mind your business, <laughs> you know? If it don't apply, let it fly. Period. They taught me that. <laughs> and, and, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's so weird, like, this whole sense of control. And and not to mention that most of these lawmakers are men, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, and I don't know. I don't really get the whole, I feel like most of the time when people argue about abortion, they want to bring it back to some type of religious aspect. Yeah. Do you feel that way, too? I do, too, because there is no other reason that I ever really hear about it. It's not that it's causing women harm. It's not that it's, like... Every every reason I've ever heard for people who are against it has been a religious one, which, mm-hmm. excuse me, I thought there was a separation of church and state. Period. And not to mention the fact that, like, is this not America? You know? And it's like... Land of the free. Land of the free. And it's so annoying when people make... Okay, so it's so annoying to me when people make the, that argument and they want to bring religion into it because you have to forget that this is a country of a multitude of people from a multitude of backgrounds and that includes a multitude of religion some not religious at all so how are you going to force like this one religious view or i'm sure other religions view it the same way but how are you going to force that on other everybody don't believe that exactly what if i don't subscribe to your religion your religious belief what you say doesn't apply to me and now you want me to be free and stand up and fight for this country and be patriotic no, because you're suppressing me and oppressing me, you know? It's, it's ridiculous. It's just stupid. And it's like, again, if you don't agree with abortion, if you don't support abortion, if you don't think it's right, then don't fucking get one. 
and what you know what really trips me out those people who like wait outside abortion clinics just to like give information shame. or shame people yeah, or show those again. scary super sad photos of abort- like why why are you doing that and if again and it's like some people literally probably want to keep their baby and just know that they can't put themselves through it or maybe they have like I don't know health reasons, a medical condition. You don't or know maybe, and and then you're gonna stand outside there and like chastise them and hold up signs mm-hmm. and like bully them and like that shit ain't right. That shit is fucking foul. And again, like mind your fucking business. Exactly, that's my thing too. Mind your business because you don't even know why I'm there. Like one time I went to Planned Parenthood. I was there to pick up birth control because I don't want to get pregnant right now. Like I'm trying to take necessary steps so to you don't have protect to protect myself yeah exactly. and i'm walking up to planned parenthood and there's this man here trying to like holding up a sign being like don't abort your baby don't abort your baby you're gonna go to hell and i'm like are you Sir? gonna take care of my baby <laughs> i'm like when i all, have it i'm not pregnant i'm here to get birth control what are you doing right like, can you please go away you don't have anything to do you don't have a job yeah it was like the middle of the day on a weekday yeah do you, you not have something to do I seen a TikTok of this lady and she was talking about how she's like a reformed Republican and mm-hmm. so now she like doesn't vote Republican anymore. I'm not sure what her uh, political affiliation is anymore or at all, but she was saying how she used to she grew up kind of like in a church that was more like a cult and she was kind of indoctrinated into this mindset and mm-hmm. believes like she grew up in the in the South and honestly, a lot of churches and religious systems like no shade to any Christians out there like I'm not trying to come for y'all or anything like that, but I'm just saying I know from personal experiences, literal personal experiences that I can speak on and give straight facts and show receipts about that a lot of it is kind of like this brainwashing, this fear instilling thing, which is kind of the same indoctrination that cults follow. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like a brainwashing thing and it's like, whatever, whatever. We're not even talking about that. But she was saying that's kind of how it felt. And then when she came to realize, and she was saying when people talk to her about abortion and like now that she's like reformed or whatever, and like people t- and educated, and people talk to her about abortion, she was like, "How many kids have you fostered? Talk you care so it. much about these kids until they get here. Exactly. If you care this much, how many kids have you fostered? How many unwanted kids? How many abandoned kids? How many kids in the system have you taken care of?" She was like, "Cause I ha- I've done it several times." And, and I guarantee the answer is probably zero. She said she's never she's had that conversation a million times, and never once has she had a person tell her more an, an answer that was not zero and she was like okay my point exactly y'all care so much about these human lives until that that are not even born mm-hmm. you know you care so much so much about these lives quote unquote sorry to say that but you know what i'm saying not to say there's not a life inside of you but y'all care so much about this unborn baby and not about the person who is here who's experienced whatever they're experiencing you care so much until they get here and then it's like, welfare money, our taxes are yep. going up, get a job, da, 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 da. And it's like, you have all this rah-rah energy. You need to keep that same energy when you they get here. You need to keep the same energy when they get here. I told you I can't have this baby. I told you I don't want this baby. And now you need to take care of it. And honestly, so me being pregnant and me not wanting it, that's enough. Even if I could take care of it, if I don't want to, if I don't want to put my body through that, if I don't want to deal with that, if I just don't want to be a parent, if that's not what I see for myself, that's enough. Period. And I mean, I think that's the whole thing about pro-choice. It's your choice. If you want to have the baby, more power to you. You know, if there's mm-hmm. a religious reason you want to have the baby, no one's telling you not to. Right. You Please don't see, have your baby. You don't Take see care people who are pro-choice looking out here protesting like, you know. So, but then don't turn around and try and shame me or try and shame someone else into not believing the same thing you believe. If I don't want to, I don't have to. And if you want to, you certainly right. can. Right, exactly. Just get out of my business. Right. Y'all want to complain about welfare and taxes and the homeless and this and that and this and that. But it's like, but y'all never want to talk about, I don't know. It's just fucking annoying. It's annoying. So, I mean, it's problematic for sure. Yeah. It's a huge problem. It's a huge fucking problem. But yeah. And I don't know. Texas is, it's such a weird state to me. I guess because like, when I think of Texas, I think of like, I mean, I guess it is hella white people. <laughs> and I know like, it's not just white people voting Republican, but I don't know. It's just so weird too. And it's like, isn't half of Texas like on stolen land or maybe all of it? 
Wouldn't be surprised. Like, I'm pretty sure we stole Texas from, like, Mexico. Oh, yeah, I think we did. You know? So it's like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Y'all so concerned about doing the right thing. I mean, we stole all this land. Let's just be, let's <laughs> right. just be, I mean, we're all on stolen land. Let's like, just, right, let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> oh, my God. So, side note, one time I had did this app that I had seen. No, it wasn't an app, but I had seen this thing, and there's a number you can text, and you can text, like, where you live or where you were born or whatever, and it will tell you what native tribe used to live there. Oh, no. I know it That's was kind of cool, but I don't know if I want that. Though. Yeah, also it was very time. devastating, honestly, because yeah. it's like it like makes it, it concrete, be. you know, instead of like something you're just taught in a history book and like glossed over it made it like very concrete. It's like, wow, there was like this entire group of people that actually like were cultivating this land and living here and had families and kids and pets and homes. And Ugh. and it's like, damn. Do you remember what the app was called? No, it wasn't really an app. It was a number you could text. Oh, and you would okay. type in the city and the state, and it would tell you, okay. like, pre-colonization, like, what indigenous people lived on the land. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't think I could. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, no, I know. No. Yeah, it was not fun. But once I started, I could not stop. I was like, okay, I was born here. And I was like, okay, I live here. I'm here right now. Because when I did it, I wasn't even in town. I was, like, somewhere else. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, I'm here right now. And I was just like, oh, my friend lives here. And, yeah, it was, it was disgusting <laughs> honestly mm. kind of like heart-wrenching because again it just made it more concrete like just like the native people and the land that was stolen from them i can definitely see that i mean uh and you know it's it's interesting because we're recording today like we said it's saturday but it's also 9 11 so mm. it's been a hot what 20 years when was that 2000 or 2001 it was 2000 i want to say i think it was or 2000 i'm gonna look it up we're going to look it up. We're going to get the exact. It's, it's been either 20 or 21 years since 9-11 happened, but. It was 2001. That's what I okay. thought. Okay. Yeah, I thought so too. So it's been 20 years. It's the anniver- 20 year anniversary of that. Um, gosh, which is another sad moment in American history. Yeah. We've had our fair share, but. We've had our more than enough. So crazy all the shit we've lived to. You know what's so funny too? Not funny, but what's also so crazy. Um. Also, just shout out to all the people who lost their lives during 9-11 before I move on. Yeah, and um, the people who are still around, like the survivors, the family yeah. members, shout out to you guys. Yeah, seriously. Um, okay, if you guys heard any of that. Sorry. Right. Um, okay, so another thing that is really crazy that I was thinking about, we were talking about 20 years. Mm-hmm. So the other day I was talking to my friend and I was like, I forgot what we were talking about, but I was like, yeah, you don't remember that? I was like, it had to be like, probably about like, um, maybe like 20 years ago. And then right after I said that, I was like, wait, what did I just <laughs> say? <laughs> and I was like, girl, not me being like, oh yeah, it was 20 years ago. And like having like ago. a clear recollection right. <laughs> of it. And I was like, oh my God. And my friend, she's 32, I think, 31 or 32. And she was like, no, that happened to me the other day. I was telling my friend, She's like, I was talking to my friend about my other friend. I was like, yeah, I've known her probably for about 20 years now. And she was like, and I literally like stopped in my tracks. I was like, wait a minute. And that's wild that we can say that. Yes. I, I don't love it. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I'm happy to see another day. I'm happy to live another year and to <laughs> grow older. But yeah, I be it's a blessing, <laughs> but it's like a scary blessing. Right. You know? Getting old. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to embrace it, I guess, but. That's the only thing you can do, girl. <laughs> and I mean, when I think about it, I do want to, like, die old, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to die young. No. I want to be old, I think. And when I say old, I mean, like, I'd be cool with going at, like, 84. I was about to say the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Cause... I don't know. Unless I'm, like, really, like, kicking it. Like, still in my stride. Like, still walking around, like, in my 90s. Then, like, okay, cool. Make, if I make it to the 90s, I'm trying to make it to 100. Be like, why stop here? We made it to the mm. 90s. We might as well go all out. I just feel like I'll be tired of everybody's shit by then. I will, but I want to, if I'm going to make it to the 90s, I want to die on a nice round number, right. like 100. Right. The marathon <laughs> continues. You know? <laughs> Shout like out to she Nitch. did it. She made it a century. But yeah, I mean, it's crazy um, getting older because it's like, I feel like my childhood was not that long ago, even though I know it was. Mm-hmm. Everything just feels like, I don't know, like it wasn't that long ago. Like I just recently showed, <laughs> do you remember 
Arthur. Did you watch Arthur growing up? Hell yeah, I watched Arthur. Um, PBS. <laughs> what a wonderful kind of day where we can learn to laugh and play and, and get, get along, along with, with each other. other. Hey. <laughs> oh my God, that was such a... listen to your heart. Listen to the beat. Listen to the rhythm. The rhythm of the street. Open up your eyes. Open up your ears. Get together and make things better by working together. Okay, that's enough. But... It's a simple... Oh my God. Measure, but it comes from the high. Believe in yourself. Oh my God. That's the place to start, y'all. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was just I was just telling Quay about the library card song. I don't know if you remember that one, but like for some reason that song is like stuck in my head and I feel like I haven't seen it. Was that an it. Arthur? Mm-hmm. Oh shit. I haven't seen it like that episode since I was a kid, but it's just clear as day in my head, that library mm. card song. It's like having fun isn't hard when you got a library card. Oh, shit. And like I rap and that. stuff. Yes, like and then at the end DW's like, Who's Dewey? Like Oh, about the Dewey Decimal System. Anyway, I don't know. Fun memories like that just bring yeah, me back Dewey to childhood. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you thought about that? Right. I don't even know. Did we even use that? I think we did. We did, yeah. Yeah, the we library. did. You had to. Like when you were a kid, like elementary school. They still used to Dewey Decimal System, I think, at regular libraries, like the public library. Girl, I see when the internet came and... Oh, no, I love the library. Man. You do? Yeah, it's, there's something about... Having a real book in your hand and turning the pages—it's mm-hmm. not the same when you listen to an audiobook or when you're reading an ebook. It's not the same. Yeah. I like the hardcover and flipping the pages and being so excited to be like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, what's gonna come next?" The page yeah. turner, literally. Yeah, that's cool. I was just talking to Angie today, our friend Angie. Y'all haven't met her yet, but I'm sure she'll be on the show one day. I was just talking to her, and she was talking about how like um, she's been reading more as we've been getting older. Yes. And I was like, "Girl, I need to be on that tip." You have to. I mean, it's so much nicer when you just read for enjoyment, mm-hmm. you know, or reading to learn something because then you're really invested in it. It's yeah. like, okay, I chose this book for mm-hmm. whatever reason and I'm going to either use it for my leisure or use it for my, you know, glowing mm-hmm. up or learning a new skill, whatever it is. It's, reading is so important, y'all. Pick up a book, go to your library. Also, unscripted tip for you guys if you have a smartphone, you can down and you have a library card. Because it's having fun isn't hard when you've got one of those. Um, if you have a library card and if you have a smartphone, you should download the Overdrive app, which will connect to your local library, and then you can check out as many audiobooks and ebooks and magazines and whatever else your library offers digitally right to your phone or to whatever device you are downloading that onto. So, yeah, again, that's, that's overdrive.com cool. or the Overdrive app on the mobile store. I love that. That's yeah. super cool. You know, it's, it's free. It's been a minute since I've been to a library, but when I have gone to a library in my adult years, it was something very refreshing about it. It's like so nice. the quietness and like the computers and the all the shelves just filled with books and there is something very nice about a library. It's like a quaint space. It is. You know, it's something very quaint and like nice about it. I remember my old roommate, um, Summer. <laughs> I feel you like we're forever summer. forever bringing up Summer. Um, which I know that Summer's going to hear this because he's always listening, <laughs> which shout out to him. Yay, shout out Summer. Um, <laughs> but I remember when he worked at a library and one time I went to his job. Um, I don't know why I went there. I don't know if it was for a specific reason or if I just went to like kind of visit him or just to check out the library. This was back in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And I remember going there. And I just found myself on the poetry aisle, and I remember like reading mm. like Langston Hughes, and I was like looking at black poets. So I was reading like Langston Hughes and Maya Angelou and Nikki Giovanni, and just like all the greats. And it was just, it was something so nice about it. And I feel like I went there for a specific reason, but I cannot think of what that reason was. But yeah, it was. I, I didn't check anything out because. I mean, I didn't have a need to, but so maybe I wasn't going there for anything. Anyways, but I just remember reading those books and like reading their poem anthologies because I love poetry. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I've ever talked about that on the show that I love spoken word and I love poetry in general. I mean, I'm a songwriter, just kind of makes sense. You know, poetry is just song like, but the music is the feeling, you know, and I feel like songwriting is just kind of like the same thing. Just you add music to it. But anyways, but um. Yeah, it was it was something about it was like very nice. And I went to a library here in Atlanta too since I've been in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I went with my ex-boyfriend and um, cuz he had to print something off the computer, but I remember like wandering through there while he was like doing whatever the fuck he had to do. And it was same feeling. 
I mean, I love the library. And the thing about it is it's not just the books that you can check out. They have events, you know, for the kids. They'll have, mm-hmm. like, guest speakers come and read to them. Or mm-hmm. you can check out different paths to go different places. Like, I know the library by me. I think you can check out a pass to go to the aquarium. You can check out passes to go to, like, the zoo. Just different places. And you get a pass just for going to the library. And you can check out magazines and DVDs and audiobooks. Everything. Things you just wouldn't even expect from the library. It's such a great resource. It's free. You know, get a library card, go explore your local library because I love that. You know, it's great. Like it's I love it. It's yes, great. get your AR points. Yes. Get invited to the pizza party. Do it. You know, at the end of the year. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be that kid that didn't have enough AR points and you have to stay in class while the rest of us are fucking eating pizza and like reading Captain Underpants. Like right. you don't want to be her still <laughs> in the room doing like timetables. Don't be that girl. <laughs> it was the internet before the internet, y'all. So do you remember advantage. that? Do you remember one of Six and Park? Of course I do. Of course you do. What kind of question is that? So Bri and AJ. Yeah, one of Six and Park. Which I mean, I feel like I really shouldn't have to explain this, but I'm just gonna do it, like just for out of the goodness of my heart. One of Six and Park was basically TRL, which if you don't know what that is, it was kind of like a top ten countdown of like the top hits that were voted on by fans each week. But they weren't just hits; it was like the music videos back mm-hmm. when like music videos were on TV. Um, so one of the park was BET's um, like version of that. Yeah, version of, or yeah, version of um, MTV's TRL. So, anyways, um, I remember when they did the new joint, and they were like, I think it was Free and AJ, or it might have been Terrence and Roxy who mm-hmm. were hosting. I don't remember, but there was a song called "Read a Book," <laughs> and they were so offended oh by God. it. it I like, remember that read song. Read a book. Read a book. Read a motherfucking. Book. I remember that song. Oh, but I mean, it was a banger. And honestly, that song told no lies. You uh, know? Read a book, y'all. <laughs> read a book. You know, Ugh. it was so good. And they were like basically like, giving you like life tips. But the main idea was to read a book. Like I remember one part was like buy some deodorant, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> it was just, it was very like abrasive. But if they were talking about like doing illegal things or like you know quote-unquote, immoral things, because who are you to be somebody's moral compass, but whatever. Like, nobody would have fucking had a problem. But the fact that they were aggressively telling you to read a book, all of a sudden, it was, like, a huge (laughs) fucking deal. You know? And it's, like, I thought it was brilliant. I do remember that song, and I love songs with a message that's something positive. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. Mm. Read a book, y'all. We're also telling you to read a book. Yeah. So, And now you don't even have to actually go to your library. You can download it, like we said, Mm-hmm. with the overdrive app and this isn't sponsored but like i don't know if overdrive if you guys have sponsorships but you could sponsor us if you really wanted to yeah i you, mean you definitely no one's stopping you but because yeah. we're advertising you for free but right. still e- either way yeah. reading app, is one guys. of my fondest memories like barnes and nobles growing up my mom used to take me all the time and she would read to me there and then we would she would let me pick out books and like she would buy them for me like that was one of my like fondest memories was going my mom she's written several books my mom's a published author i think she has like four or five books mm-hmm. which is where i get my writing skills from but i'm just i mean i can't think of my childhood without thinking of those trips to barnes and noble what's your favorite book Ooh, that's a hard one that's a hard one so what were you about to say i almost feel like i should break that down a little bit right. because that's such a a broad category, it and there's is. so many it's different like, books. like, what genre of yeah. book are we talking about? Okay. Um, what was your favorite, like, childhood book growing up? Doesn't have to be, like, a childish book, but just, like... Growing up was my Growing favorite. up, yeah. Okay, so I actually can answer this question rather easily because I told you, boom. So growing up as, like, a child, like, I would say my adolescence, mm-hmm. my favorite book, not even as an adolescence, like, I don't even know what year's adolescence is, but, like, I would say... Like, like 12 to 15. Okay, so before that, before that. Okay. So I'm thinking more of the age range, like, five to eight. Okay, yeah. So my favorite book, probably even under, well, no, because, okay, so, like, as a kid, kid, like, zero to five, my favorite book was I had this book of nursery rhymes by Mother Goose, and it was, like, all of these nursery rhymes, like, um, Hickory Dickory Dock, The Mouse Ran Up the Clock, The Cat, like, whatever, and Mm -hmm. then um, The Cow Jumped Over the Moon, and, like, um... Mother Goose laid an egg and like Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack jumped under the candlestick and like just all the man on the moon, like all of these, like literally it was like an anthology and they were all Mother Goose rhymes Mm -hmm. and they were, I loved that book. 
like even from Jack and Jill to Humpty Dumpty to ones I had never even heard of. And then moving past that, I had this book called Before I Go to Sleep, and it's about this little boy and his dog, and they're going to sleep, and like in his dream, he goes to all these wondrous places. Like he goes to New York City with these giraffes, and then he like lives on this pirate ship with these other types of animals, and everywhere he goes, there's like these different animals. Hmm. And um, it's called Before I Go to Sleep, and that was like my favorite. I loved that book. And then I also loved, um, like, in my teenage years, like, high school, I really fucking loved this book called um, Boy Meets Boy Mm -hmm. by David Levithan. And it's about a boy who's in high school, and he discovers that he's, like, madly in love with this other boy, and the other boy's, like, madly in love with him, and they're, like, best friends, but they have this, like love thing going on but they're both trying to process it but his language is just so beautiful and also like as a young queer boy like going through that I was just it was like but like didn't know how to process it it just gave me this sense of like I don't know like validity if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and like um validity and representation and just like kind of reassurance I think is the biggest thing like it just reassured me of who who that it was okay. It was like a pat on the back or a warm hug that I needed, you know? Um, Kind of like a companionship almost within that book. And also in high school, I loved this other book called um, The Good Earth, which was actually a book we had to read. We had to read that book, actually. We had to read that in school. I had to read that in my honors English class. And at first, that shit is so boring. And don't ever watch (laughs) the movie because it's mad (laughs) offensive. It's like white people in yellow face. It's like mad mad offensive. But the book itself is really good. It's about like this guy and this girl, and they live in China, and they have to get married because it's like an arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. And the girl's like really not feeling him. And he's kind of like, bitch, you're my wife. Like, you're kind of going to have to do what I say. And then they, like, live on a farm and, like, kind of harvest the earth. But then somehow that translates into them, like, harvesting opium. Oh. And becoming, like, opium dealers. What <laughs> and, is like, even happening? Yeah. But it's so good, y'all. It's it's a slow burn. But when it burns, boom, boom, and then last thing is when I got older, I transitioned. All the books I read are more so from the perspective of real people, like biographies or autobiographies or whatever, mm-hmm. or like kind of like journals. So I love, 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 love um, Russell Brand's book, My Bookie Book. I also love, 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 love Gabrielle Union's first book, which I'm super excited. That's a book I will be there like the day it drops. Um, her second book, which is kind of, is gonna be called You Got Anything Stronger. But her first book is a memoir and it's called um, We're Gonna Need More Wine. Yes, I remember that. We talked about that before. Okay, yeah, I love that book so good. And I also really love Chance, one of Chelsea Handler's books called um, something about vodka. No, I think it's called like Vodka, Are You There? It's Me, Chelsea. Like, God, Are You There? It's Me, mm-hmm. you know? But she's like, Vodka, Are You There? It's Me, Chelsea. I think that's what it's called. But I love that book. It's hilarious. We're going to look up all the actual titles for these books and link them in the show notes. So if you guys are interested or want to see what they're about, you can click the links and we'll maybe even include the link to Overdrive so you guys can download that if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, But yeah, so as I've gotten older, and then I also have this book called Africa, which is really good. Mm. And it's about this man. And at first I didn't trust it because it's written by a white man. I'm like, I don't want to hear a white person talk about Africa. But it was about this white man who, like, goes to Africa. And he goes to, like, several different countries. And his whole mission is to not, like, be an outsider. Like, he wants to immerse himself as much as he can. And I respect it because he talks early on about how there's only so much he can immerse himself. Like, only so much he can be integrated into the culture of where he is, like whether he's in Ethiopia or Sudan, or um, I think he goes to Zimbabwe, he goes to um, Rwanda, but I feel like at the time it wasn't called Rwanda. I don't know, anyways, he goes to like all these different places and he talks about how like he still has to understand the fact that although he's like more than willing to integ- like to be treated like everyone else, he gets treated differently because they're still gonna see him as a mm-hmm. white man, you know? And just his cognitive awareness of that, like I can be about this, but I can only be so much about this because at the end of the day, like that made me trust it, you know? Mm-hmm. And reading it, it was just so fuck. Oh, he goes to Somalia too. Like it was just, it was just so fucking good. But he goes to like all these different countries and each country is a chapter in the book. Um, Kenya, like it's just, it's really, really good. That sounds really interesting. I think I, I feel like I want to read that book. I have it, girl. It's upstairs. You can borrow it. Okay, that sounds really good. It's, um, it's a thick one, but it's good. It's 
page turner, page turner. <laughs> it's it's good. And it, te- it and he teaches you the history of Africa. And people think of Africa as like discourse and he tells you like how colonialism and like the European presence in Africa like is the reason why. Mm-hmm. And he teaches you like history and then also teaches you like or not even teaches you, but informs you of his experience there. Like in one country, he fell in love with this girl. I can't remember exactly which country it was. I think it might have been Zimbabwe, but I can't remember. And how he falls in love with this girl, but um, like they can't be together and how there's this like war going on and like how they were like would try to meet up at night. And like, it's just mind blowing. And then how he was in Sudan when, and, and how like there was this big war going on and like, um, like American, America was like infiltrating and stuff and how like Sudanese people, you talk about how resilient they are and how they like don't show pain and like they're very proud people mm-hmm. and like some of them would come in and the, over, the hospital was like overflow. Like I could go on and on. Like it, like he paints the picture. Like I know he was there, you know? <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it was, it was good. That's amazing. I mean, that definitely sounds like a book that I would enjoy. I know for me, Growing up, so growing up, my aunt got me this one book. It was this big, huge collection of stories. I had to look it up while you were talking about yours because I really wanted to get the name of it right. But mm-hmm. it was called 101 African-American Read Aloud Stories. Um, and it's got fables, fairy tales, and myths. And it's just a bunch of different... Oh, um, like folklore. Yeah, it's just a I bunch of different that. stories. And like it's, it's funny because when I was in elementary school, they would let us go to Fernbank. Those would be like our um, field trips. And a couple times when we would go to Fernbank, they would do like these little, they would do plays where the people would be like, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Anansi the Spider. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, like they would That's do the plays. That's fable, of, right? Yes, it is. They would do, um, they did skits of that when I was a kid. And so in this book, they had different stories about him and a bunch of different other African-American folklore and fairy tales. And I just love that book because it was so inclusive. It had so much stuff in it. It was a really, really thick book Mm -hmm. and the stories were really short and they usually had like a moral or like something to learn. And I was just, as a kid growing up, I just really enjoyed it because I was like, you know, they're black stories and I'm black and I want to be able to read about stories that Mm -hmm. our people came up with. So I just thought that was really cool. So, um, yeah, that was the one that I really liked growing up kind of like, you know, as I was young, probably until about, or so mm-hmm. and then when I became like a teenager my favorite book was Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen because um, I felt like that was I was really into romance books I was like a romantic at heart and I really loved the love stories but I felt like that one was the first book that I had read at the time where um, it was kind of like enemies to lovers and I just mm-hmm. really I think I really enjoyed that at the time and it was just written it was so well written because even though Jane Austen so from back in the day this you know, mm-hmm. white lady from back in the day, I just felt like her writing was so progressive. It still stands the test of time. It's still, mm-hmm. you know, you watch the movie, which I personally like the Kira Knightley version of Pride and Prejudice, if you guys are going to watch the movie. Um, but, you know, you watch the movie, read the books, and you still feel like, even though it's written in the language of the time, and even though this is about a bunch of white people falling in love, it still feels relevant. Universal. Yeah, it still feels universal, and it still feels like, dang, like... That's how I react in this situation. Okay, I feel it. I, I can I can still relate to the main character. So that was my favorite book, kind of like, you know, as a teenager. And then as I kind of got into adulthood, I really got more into, like, the self-help books and, like, the books on how to improve finances and things like that, just kind of mm-hmm. more of the self-help genre. So mm-hmm. I read a lot of books like that, like Dave Ramsey or um, just – People like that in the self-help world mm. because I like hearing about their experiences and just kind of glean some tips from them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. I've been wanting to get some anthologies, too. Like, I told you I love spoken word. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of spoken word artists will release anthologies. And so I've been wanting to do that. And I've also been meaning... So a book on my list, other than Gabrielle Union, Got Anything Stronger, is... um. This one book, uh, so Children of Blood and Bone. Have you heard of that? Yes. So, yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, think Hunger Games meets Harry Potter, but set it in Africa. That's pretty much what what the book is like. And so, I read the first one. Could not put it down. Hmm. And it's like a young adult novel. But I kind of like I I love young adult novels. I'm not even going to knock it. That is my genre. I know. Okay, yes. I'm a grown adult, y'all, but I love it. Yeah, there's a part of me that, like, loves that that will never die. It it won't. 
I you love know? it. I love the young adult genre. <laughs> I'm so happy you said it. that because I felt the same way. <laughs> I felt the same fucking way. But like, yeah, so it's so fucking good. It's like a young adult <laughs> novel. Like, it's like the right amount of like adventure and conquest, but like steamy, like love romance. But it's like they can't say too much. So it kind of like leads it to the imagination, you know? And it's like, and like you can identify with them, you know? And it's like, there's like so much adventure in a young adult novel and so much like, I don't know. It's like, I am them when I read it, Loki. <laughs> They're definitely my friends. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm right there in the book, like, running along, like, doing whatever the fuck we're doing. Um, so, yeah, but the second one, I have not read it yet. And the author, I know she's, like, I think she's Nigerian-American. Like, I think she's first-generation Nigerian is what I'm trying to say. I mean, first-generation American. But she's Nigerian, Nigerian roots. And so... I really want to read the second one. I think the second one is called The Children of Fire and Ice, hmm. but I have not read it yet. And I kind of want to go back and reread the last chapter of Children of Blood and Bone, which I also have in my room. Um, so good. Um, I kind of want to reread the last chapter of that and then go buy the new one. Another genre I really love, so I really love, like I said, I love self-help, I love young adult, I love romance, but another genre I really love is the mystery, like, thriller genre, mm. because I love reading a book and trying to figure out what the heck is going on, yeah, who did it, cute. like, where's it going? I don't think I've ever done that before, but oh, I love the idea. Oh, I love it. There's this one um, James Patterson book, which I can never remember the title of. I'm going to have to look it up. I'll put it in the show notes, guys, but it's so good. It's basically about these women who I think they were all friends for a long, they were like friends for a long time or something like that. Either way, they were all married and they all like go on vacation together, but then something goes wrong and they ended up like, things end up going down. I don't want to spoil the book, but things end up going down. I think they ended up getting arrested. Like it's a good book. It's a good little twist to it and everything. Mm. So I'm going to look up that title and put it in the show notes because guys, it's really good. But I really, like I said, I just really love the, mystery aspect of it and I really love when I can't see something coming when I'm like yeah. ooh I did not see damn you made me want to read I'm telling you like, the last you book know? I bought was actually very recent but I think we talked about this already it was a cookbook Kalisa's mm-hmm. cookbook yeah have you made some things from it not yet not yet I gotta get my finances in order um, so I can like have money for recipes because I don't want to like skate out on things you know I want to make it you. for real so I haven't made anything from it yet but also I want to switch topics just a little bit sure okay so you know I've been talking about the job Talking about these long hours I've been working and stuff, which did I mention that? Yeah. Okay, cool. So what I've been doing, my new routine is I go to work, I come home and I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to hang out. I don't want to talk. I want to come home, take a shower, make some food, go to my room and watch TV. And what I've been doing lately is normally I'm a Netflix Hulu kind of girl. Sometimes I'll do Amazon Prime, but... Ooh, she fancy. Yeah. Shout out to Steph. That's my mom. (laughs) Um... So that's why I have that. But um, I have a Disney Plus. Yeah. And so I've been binging, like binging, just because it's like I just got off work. Like I want to like just be cuddled up with like, you know, some food in my bed and just like watch something on my computer. So recently I watched, I finished Cruella. Was it good? Okay. 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 Because okay, I okay. love Emma Stone. Listen, 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 listen. I was side-eyeing that movie from mm-hmm. the second I saw the trailer. Okay. I was like, mm-mm. I was like, mm-mm. Mm, no. But I started watching it at a friend's house. We didn't finish for reasons I will not mention. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't finish. And so then one day I got off work and I was like, you know what? I'm going to run these dogs all day. I'm going to watch Cruella. You know? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So I was like, I'm going to finish Cruella. I had, I thought I had seen way more of it than I did, but it turns out I had only seen like 20 minutes of it. So I was like, okay, wonderful. Like, it's still like a whole movie. So when I tell you, that movie was so good. Stop it. It's so good. Cute. I'm not even playing with you. I'm going to have to watch like, it tonight. It's Inquiry. so good. And it's like, they because you know it was like a premier access Disney thing, but mm-hmm. now it's just regular Disney Plus. Beautiful. So you can just, if you have Disney Plus, you can just watch it. I'm going to watch it on your Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, Angie watched it on my Disney Plus last night. And she literally, I can show you the text message. She literally texted me. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, that was so good. Because she was like telling me the same thing. She was like, I don't know. And I was like, Girl, I said the same thing. But watch it. It's free. Like you have my login. Like just watch it. I gave it the side eye, but I also kind of wanted to watch it because, like I said, I love Emma Stone. And I felt like she wouldn't do a project that was so, so hard. I'm going to tell you one thing. And then after you watch it, tell me I'm lying. Okay. So, Devil Wears Prada, Mm -hmm. Birds of Prey. I have not seen Birds of Prey. Okay, Devil Wears Prada, Harley Quinn. Okay. 
put him together, mm-hmm. baby, Cruella. Huh. It's like if you take the Devil Wears Prada and the Harley Quinn like backstory mm-hmm. and put them together, it's literally like that. that. And it's like a combination, like what? But it works. I kind of like that. It works. So Cruella is so good. Like I might watch it again. Like it was so good. Okay. It's I've really I I loved it. And I also watched a movie that I also was like I don't want to fucking see that shit because it just reminds me of like high school theater. Like it reminds the Greatest Showman. You had not seen the Greatest Showman. I I just watched it like two or three days ago when I got off work. And girl, I was like, this is so good. I definitely gave it the side eye when it first came out. Yeah. And then I think it was, shout out to Britt Duyan. She was one who was like, no, it's actually really good. And I watched it and it was amazing. Yeah, it was, I was like, really okay, Hugh Jackman, Zendaya, yeah. Zach Efron. Come yeah, through. yeah. Like, it was really good. And I really was not expecting that. But I was like, you all. know what? Like, I have Disney Plus, And if it sucks, I'll just go to sleep. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I'll just fall asleep with it in the background. Like, it's not a big deal. I'm already tired. But I literally stayed up and watched that entire movie. I think I did fall asleep in the last 20 minutes because it's kind of long. And I had just worked a 10-hour shift and took a shower and ate. So, like... You pretty much knew what was coming. Yeah, yeah. But I did not expect to stay up as long as I did. And then I literally finished it the next day because it was so good. Because it is a good movie. It's really good. It and is. I, at first, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it through because I don't really like Hugh Jackman's singing voice. I mean... Which is funny because I love Les Mis. Different kind of movie, but different kind of style. Different kind of style. And see, the thing is, when he was singing Les Mis, girl, I thought it was a, a character choice. Like, I was like, okay, like, don't love this voice, but it makes sense. Like, you're broken down, but you're still strong. So it's like, of course, you would sing like this. You know, like, I can't be broken down. Like, you know? I was like, okay, like, I get it. It's a character choice. But then when I saw The Greatest Showman, he was still singing like that. I was like, oh, it wasn't a choice. It was an obligation. (laughs) It was the only option. It was the only option. Got it. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. But... (laughs) You get past that. <laughs> yeah, time went on. The movie kept going. And I was like, this is okay. like, I'm into it. <laughs> I'm into it. But no, The Greatest Showman was really, That's really hilarious. fucking good. And I'm like, addicted to that Never Enough song. Yeah, I love that, that song. The redheaded girl sang. Mm-hmm. I was like, That plays on bitch. my Hamilton Pandora sometimes. And I'm always in a good mood. And I'm like, yes, yes. tell me, girl, it's Never Enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, 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 oh. And today, while I was doing my hair, I saw... Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? I've seen the preview for it. So they took that off the premiere and put that on regular Disney Plus hey, too. Okay. So I definitely recommend that. At first, I put that on so I could go to sleep, and I did go to sleep because I wasn't really watching it because I think I had just finished Cruella and I wasn't like all the way asleep. And I was like, okay, let me put on another movie. And I just put that on and um, fell asleep. But today, while I was doing my hair, I put it on and I actually watched it, and I it was pretty good. Yeah. It was it was good. I really liked it actually. I really yeah. liked it. Speaking of um, The Devil Wears Prada, so I recently, I don't know if we talked about this already, but I recently watched on Netflix, switching platforms, um, this show, Clickbait. Have you heard of it? Have you seen it? It's like in the top 10 right now. Mm-hmm. Right, I haven't been so, on Netflix, girl. I've been on Disney Plus Ho. I feel you. Clickbait is this show basically about this man who gets abducted and he's made to hold up these signs saying like, I abuse women, I killed a woman, and at 5,000 views, I'm going to get murdered. And like, this his sister sees the video and it's basically like everyone else's perspective around the whole thing. Like you get the sister, you get the wife, you get his kids, you get the detective, you get all these people. But anyway, it's basically them trying to figure out what's going on. What's the reason this man's been abducted. If what he's saying is true or if he's been living a double life, it's really interesting. And, um, it's like a limited series. So I think it really only has one season. It's only going to have one season. Oh, wow. And, um, but it's, re- it's really good. I, and there was an unexpected twist at the end, which you Ooh, know I love. I love an unexpected twist. So, um, Did yeah. you ever see, um, okay. So another show that hopefully we will remember to come back to on Netflix is the office. No, the chair with Sandra. Oh, I've seen the preview, but I've not like watched it. It's good. Is it? It's good. I hope it's not a limited series because there's only six episodes and they're 30 minutes. And I mean, so I watched she, it all in one. Isn't she also doing like Killing Eve right now? So I feel like that's a lot if she's doing two series at once. I know, but she can do it. It's Killing Eve I need, still on. I don't know. I never. I, know. I think I've seen like the first episode, but I was drunk as shit in Florida. So like, <laughs> girl, did I see it? Like, did I watch it or did it watch me? But um, but yeah, the chair is the chair. really, really, really good. It's funny unexpectedly and it's just so every day it's like literally about a a school board in a college school board of English of the English department and she Sandra O's character becomes the first woman and the first minority woman to become chair of the school board 
hmm. or of the English department, sorry, of the English department. And it's just about her trying to keep it afloat while still like trying to save her department. But then like, she's like, ends up like kind of like stomping out all these little fires. And it's just, and then it, it's like, she's trying not to get engulfed in the flame. Like, but it's good. It's funny. And it's just every day, and it's just, I didn't see it coming, but it was really good. I literally, if Sandra Oh was not, if I didn't see her and the thing on the, like, poster, I would not have clicked on it, but I'm happy I did. That's amazing. Yeah, but I was going to ask you if you saw that one show. It was an HBO show. Not Little Fires Everywhere. Which but I have not seen, but I kind of want to. It was Little Fires. Wait, was it Little Fires Everywhere, or was it Big Little Lies? I can't remember, because they both have Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. Is it the one with Kerry Washington? Because that's, I think, Little Fires Everywhere. Okay, so it's not the one with Little Fires. It's not with Gary Washington. Okay. It's the other one. I've not Big seen Little either Lies. one, basically. Big Little Lies. So I think Big Little Lies has two seasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has two seasons. So I think it's Big Little Lies, but that has a big plot twist at the end of the last episode of season two or season one, whatever the last episode is. Mm. Yeah, it's not the one with Gary Washington, so it has to be Big Little Lies. Okay. But that's a good-ass show with a big-ass plot twist at the end. And then now that I'm saying that, I'm not really entirely sure that Kerry Washington's in the one that's Little, little Fires, fires everywhere. everywhere. But I it think It is Little so. Fires Everywhere because the is. little there's a fire in that show. Okay, well. Because I remember one of the characters who's a, who loves Kerry Washington's character. And I remember the fire. Yeah, it's Little Fires Everywhere. So Big Little okay. Lies. Big okay. plot twist at the end. Super good. All right. Well, um, that, I mean... That's pretty much going to wrap us up. I mean, I really quickly wanted to put, just give a shout out to a couple shows that Netflix has recently yeah, dropped. Yeah, let's that, do like, it. Put us on, um, girl. That us on, maybe us on. you guys want to watch. So um, these are all shows that have more than one season and Netflix has either recently put new episodes on, which is why it's back on my radar, or um, I just like it. So um, All American, a show about a high school football player, his trials and tribulations. He goes from playing football and being a star at his school kind of in the hood and then he kind of goes to like this prep school and he he faces all kinds of issues so all american i like that it has tay diggs in it um there's also never had ever which was i believe written or produced by mindy Mindy kaling and it's amazing i wish i could remember how to pronounce the main girl's name because she's amazing i'm gonna look it up but i can't I can't, I'm not going to butcher it right now, but Never Have I Ever, it's great. It's about this Indian American girl, her high school experience, and her um, quest to find... Popularity yeah. as validation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what else? There was also... What else? Oh, Manifest. I love Manifest, y'all. It's that show about the plane that goes missing for five and a half years and comes mm-hmm. back, and then they suddenly have these powers. They recently announced, on my birthday, actually, 828, that... They're coming out with a fourth and final season, which I'm really, really excited about because it's a really good show and it had gotten canceled. And shout out to the power of the people for having that come back. All right. Yeah. And now then, do that for good girls. Oh my God, please do that for good girls. Right. That's another show, Good Girls, which recently got canceled, um, which is really sad. But it's a show about these three women who decide to enter in a life of crime to pay their bills. And then the last shout out that I'm going to do is for another show that Sam and I have watched together, which is Dead to Me. I believe we've mentioned it mm. on this show before, but it's basically about um, that one. I don't want to say too much about what it's about because it's kind of you can give away some things. But yeah, it's basically, it's about these two women who meet at a grief, um, grief counseling, counseling kind of group. Meeting. Yeah, and, grief support group. Um, group. Yes, grief support group. And they find out they have more in common than you might think <laughs> right so yeah those are the shout outs i want to do really quick for you guys go check out those shows if you're into netflix mm-hmm. also ozark yeah there's ozark as well you can do some shout outs if you want um okay so off the top of my head ozark which is about a family who seems everyday regular regular but it turns out that they are actually involved in a life of crime and in order for this man to save his family he has to further indulge himself into a life of crime which Involves him moving to the most random of places, which is the Ozark, which is a real place, like in Missouri. So that's first off the list. We already did Never Have I Ever. My next one is actually on Hulu, and that would be Pin 15. Which oh my God, I love Pin 15. <laughs> which is a show about two girls. So if you're a millennial like we are, and you went to school um, around the time we did, we're like kind of in our late 20s, pushing 30. Um, so if you went to like, if you grew up in the time of AIM, and Spice Girls, and all that kind of stuff. 
um, then this show is right up your alley. And it's about two girls who enter into middle school together and are trying to not be the awkward version of yourself that you were in middle school. Keep in mind, these two middle schoolers are played by adults. Yeah, keep that in mind. Otherwise, it's going to be really weird watching it. (laughs) But they're actually adults in real life. Um, And I think that's pretty much all I can think of off the top of my head. Ozark, Pin15. Oh, I do want to ask you, have you seen that show that everyone's talking about, Nine Perfect Strangers? Nine Perfect Strangers? It's got Nicole Kidman as the main character. So basically, it's got Melissa McCarthy in it. Um, Nicole Kidman's in it, and I'm sure there's other actors who I'm just are escaping me right now. What platform is this on? It's on, um, uh, I think it's Hulu, I think, but it might be Netflix. But it's um, called Nine Perfect Strangers, and basically it's about these nine strangers who come to this like retreat camp, like mm-hmm. a holistic which retreat camp. But I've only seen the pilot, and you guys don't know this about me, but I am not a pilot person. I hate pilot episodes. I think like, you mentioned that. Okay, I might have mentioned that. I take like, a show. If I say like the show is good from beginning to end, that's a huge compliment because normally I have to make myself get through the first episode. Exhibit A, dead to me. If I was not watching that with you, Lady Q, I would have turned it off <laughs> because I just it, pilots are just not my thing. Like. I think I have said that because I'm yeah. like, just drop me in the middle of the action. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like all the exposition. And it is very much expose. Like, in the mm-hmm. beginning, it's like, okay, we get it. Like, you know, you're explaining everything to me so I can connect the dots, but I'm pretty smart. I'll connect them on my own. But, anyways, but it's got really good reviews, at least from what I've heard on the street. I don't know about critically or whatever. But yeah, it's about, and I think like she's kind of kooky. Hmm. You know? I've never, I've not heard of it so I, but I also hadn't seen it. Yeah. Um, you should watch the trailer after this. Okay. Because I want to learn more about it. I haven't even seen the trailer. It's just everyone's been talking about it, so I gave it a watch. And I don't know if I made it all the way through the first episode, but I may have. But yeah, I think that's really it. That's all I have on my list. Okay. And I mean, that's all I have for the show. Do you have anything else you wanted to kind of talk about? Mm, I don't think so. All right. Well, then that's going to wrap us up for another episode. I hope you guys tune in next week where we'll have another conversation. You guys can feel free to join us and join in all the fun. So, as always, I'm your girl, Lady Q. And it's your boy, Sam. See you next week. We out. Peace.